0: Welcome in, welcome in, Loot Nation and beyond. This is the Attaway podcast brought to you by Loot Sports Programming Network. My name is Jordan Brown. I'm Nick Sunwalt, And thank you for listening. So right off the bat, hopefully you can notice the huge jump in sound quality that we have. So Nick, why don't you talk a little bit about that?
1: Uh, my brother and his girlfriend were very nice and got me a new mic for Christmas. So my old gaming headset mic is no more. I have an actual legit one now.
0: Yes. It's great. It's fancy. With this mic, we're taking the Attaway podcast to the next level. Exactly. Yes. Well, Nick, why don't you tell me about your break? Did you watch the games I watched, over break?
1: Uh, I watched a couple. I watched some of the girls' games. Um, the two that they played at home, I watched both of those and uh, we destroyed the other team. We won the first game by like 33 and the next game by like 50 something I want to say. Yes. And we couldn't do anything wrong. It was incredible. We <laughs> they were pretty bad. We handled those two teams at home. Yeah. But um what I really liked was last time on the podcast we talked about this like just like in general too how when we're up by a lot that people on the bench don't get put in. Like why are you not taking the starters out? And they actually did that, and like pretty much everyone got like at least like ten minutes of playing time. Yes, which I thought was great.
0: Which is good. Before, before because we're gonna have a lot of good stuff, a lot of good analysis in this episode. Um, before we start, I just wanted to shout out all the people that listened to the last one. Yeah, and, thank you so much. Yes, and gave us positive feedback. Uh, we love that people are listening and care enough to explain to us how we can improve the show. So hopefully we can do that. Um, in today's episode, we are talking primarily about just wo- men's and women's basketball.
1: What happened over winter break and then this first weekend at J-Term.
0: Yes, because we initially were going to have an, inter, uh, an LSPN goes international episode, that will be the next episode. Yeah.
1: We wanted to get another one in before you go away. Yes. So we could talk about what happened.
0: Exactly. Because I think there are some pretty pretty good things happened over break for the most part. Yeah. But So Nick, on the last one, we, we talked a little bit about... Or you talked about the Puerto Rico trip. Oh, yeah. Okay. That the girls team had. And you <laughs> wanted to clarify something.
1: Yeah, I was told that they would uh, be helping to build houses and that uh, apparently it was not true. But what they did do was repaint some basketball courts. And they posted a picture of that on Instagram. So, you know, that one's real. Um, so, don't blame me for spreading fake news. That was my fault.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, regardless. <laughs> it's what so it, cool. What a, what great, a great example trip. of loot at service. Honestly, exactly. That, that's cool that the women's basketball team did that. And not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but...
1: We won all the games in Puerto Rico. We won also.
0: all the games in Puerto Rico, and we looked pretty good doing it. Did you want to talk about those games at all?
1: The ones in Puerto Rico? Yeah. I didn't get to see them. We look at the box score. But we won both of them.
0: We, we won both of them. Um, one of them, I believe the second game we played we won by four yeah but the first one
1: or 55 51
0: yes but the girls looked great
1: they did okay this immediately stands out to me we shot like no threes
0: because we didn't need them
1: exactly we didn't need it easy to get to the basket yes uh one game we did not shoot well uh one for 12 from three and uh shooting threes is my favorite thing about basketball you played 2k (laughs) with me you know, every time those coaching adjustments come up, get shooters open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think that three-point shooting has been something that's gradually improved throughout the season for this women's team. We started off at the beginning, three-point shooting was something we needed to work on, still something we need to work on over the trip, but the two games, the two home games, conference games, three-point shooting has been an improvement. Yeah, definitely. so. So yeah, but yes, we just we wanted to shout out the women's team on the Puerto Rico trip. I think it's really really cool that that they were able to experience that um, and help a community that needed it. More importantly, yeah. Um, why don't we talk about the games that we attended? This past weekend i guess there was a game yeah. on friday and we played
1: we, we saw we were at the one on friday we were
0: at the one on friday we we um against george fox against george fox we sat there together you know doing the hard analysis the hardest
1: working men at plu hardest
0: working men at plu we were at the george fox game and nick if you could sum up this game for the Lutes. Uh, we we did lose. Yeah. I believe we lost sixty seven to fifty one. That's correct. I believe it was yeah, yeah. We lost by sixteen. It was a tough
1: game. It was. What um, if you could sum up this game? How would you how would you put it? Uh, it looked a little sloppy. Um, they were bringing the full court press, and we just couldn't seem to find a way to get out of it. Like they just kept doing it over and over again. And people like some of them would, like have the ball and get trapped, and then there wasn't like a lot of help. Um from other players to help like escape from it. Yeah. And that really kind of like put the handcuffs on us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I feel like our ball handlers had a difficult time handling the press. Yeah. It's like they were too tentative. They didn't want to attack the press. And I mean, yes. And when you attack the press, you leave yourself vulnerable, but you have to be aggressive. If you want to beat the press, you need to push the ball up. Um, pass the ball get it up and they really struggled to do that and george fox put the handcuffs on them yeah. um it should be it should be noted george fox number one woman's team in the rankings they're yeah, four they're and oh only- in conference I, I think they've only lost two games but uh, nick nick will clarify
1: on, let me pull it up here. but ah, only closer.
0: but but the point is is
1: yeah they're 11 and 2 overall four and oh in the conference
0: yes we we lost to a good team our PLU team is 2-2 two two in conference, and we're, we're improving. But, yeah, this this was a tough one to watch. Uh, we didn't rebound the ball well. I just wow. remember repeatedly um, they had a forward number 30 that just kept tearing the ball down, down from us. We, we were just not aggressive rebounding. Um, Madison Salisbury, who's been pretty much our all-star our rock yeah. down low, she would get doubled whenever she touched the ball. And yeah, that, that was, that was, really tough. that was difficult. Um, because a lot of the passes that, that have been there, the, we talked in the last episode about the really good, uh, big to big passing, mm-hmm. uh, George Fox really shut down those passing lanes, made it really difficult for, for our offense to get anything going. Um, I, I won't I won't completely sell the stock of the season. Absolutely not. George Fox is has been very strong this year. Um but this was definitely a temper our expectations game. I mean we we've been going in for yeah. the most part, with the exception of the the Puget Sound game and the St. Martins game yeah, that we went to at the, the beginning home, of the, the year. We've like we've been handling teams, or at least the game has been competitive. This was one where pretty much for most of the second half. Yeah, we battled back. We pushed the we cut the lead to 6 at one point in the third quarter. But after that, George Fox put their foot down and they were they took it. So, this was a temper our expectations game because yes, this team is good, but they have a lot of growing. Yeah,
1: that's true. Also. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like I don't think we, no one needs to stress about it. Like it's just one game. It was uh, just one and we game. We bounce back the next game. Yes. Uh would do you
0: want to talk about that second game at all? Hold
1: on, one more thing. One uh, more thing. Okay. Katie Taylor once again I got it shooting. Steph Curry out there. <laughs> uh also the leading scorer that uh for our team that game. So even though we weren't super productive down low, uh we're still getting a lot of open looks uh from deep and being able to convert that. That's
0: well said and I I guess I have another point too. Katie Taylor went off four of five from three. Yeah. She she was shooting the ball really, really well. I also think that the we could have put in a few different players because we were struggling on defense. Yeah, In the second half, we were scoring pretty well, fairly, fairly at will, but we could not get stops. And for the life of me, I don't understand why they don't – or uh, the coaching staff won't put in like Audrey because she – I consider to be one of the better defending guards. Not that our so. guards are poor defensively, but she's a good player to come off the bench yeah, and give you the a energy, spark. a good spark. Even someone like Kylie Johnson, mm-hmm. just just a spark defensive player. And I don't understand yeah, why either, they're I'm not like seeing no, that.
1: No playing time recently.
0: Yeah, um but anyway. So j- just to wrap up that game, we're not selling the stock on the team. Uh, we we played Willamette the next day, the next yeah. uh, evening, and we won 61-53. to mm-hmm.
1: uh, What do you have to say about that game? Uh, it's a great game to bounce back. Um, I didn't get to see a lot of it because the Seahawks were playing a, a playoff of game course. against the Cowboys, so I only got to see like uh, the first little bit, but from what I saw, we were playing pretty well, both uh, on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Um on offense we were getting from what i saw we were up by like 10 but uh we were getting like a lot of open looks like being able to get to the basket and like getting open shots uh but it looked like shots just like weren't falling which is unfortunate we just couldn't finish but uh that's just like kind of a fluky thing i think it's more important that you're getting like consistently getting open looks like that absolutely well and i think in an, in another sense this game
0: is important for the for the loot's because last year we we would really struggle and probably lose these conference games, yeah. even against a team like Willamette, who is winless in conference so far. I believe they're five and eight overall. And so the fact that we're able to win the game pretty comfortably for the most part, I know it was close in the third quarter a little bit, but um, it, it's it's important that we're able to win these games. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think this was an encouraging game to to bounce back. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to add?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess just a, like it helps boost your confidence. Like, yeah, you, you just came off a tough game, uh, you just came off a tough game, and so you can immediately go and win again. Like, it just shows that like you're a strong team, like mentally. Yes, I I completely agree.
0: Um, just just looking ahead to next week. Because we have another back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. We play Lewis and Clark, followed by Pacific. The perennial
1: dumpster fire.
0: Yes. <laughs> Lewis and Clark, living up to their name, they have 1-3. Pacific is 0-4 in their conference. Pacific is 0-4 in conference. Lewis and Clark is 1-3 in, in conference. Um, these are winnable games. Yeah, we if, should win both of them. If this is the team that if, if this loot team plays to the way that they're capable of, these are winnable games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, I I want to see, like I said earlier, I want to see more defensive spark players. I know they brought in a few of those before, uh, prior to Christmas break. They'd bring in Audrey For a little bit, they'd bring in Kylie for a little bit just to spark the defense. Just you know, Mm -hmm. but I want to see that going into these next two games because the schedule is going to be difficult. And if this team wants to perform the way that I know they're capable of and be toward the top in the NWC, we need all of those players to contribute. Um, Yeah, so I. I'm looking forward to the rest of the the season. unfortunately, since I will be uh, across the pond, so to speak, <laughs> I will have to hopefully I'll be able to catch these on stream if not I'll just have to to rely on my good reporter Nick yeah, to I'll be on the case. yes, to be on the case for this one. Um, Nick, is there anything else you want to add for women's basketball?
1: Um, I don't think so, I think mean, that about covers it
0: Yes, so uh, we are going to go to a quick break And then when we're back, we're going to talk about men's basketball And it's going to be an interesting one So we'll be right back with the Attaway Podcast Brought to you by LSPN Welcome in to... The Attaway Podcast, brought to you by Loot Sports Programming Network. And so after the break, we're going to talk about men's basketball. And men's basketball played four games over break, and they lost three of the four. The only one they won was on New Year's Eve against Claremont Mud Scripps. And I have some breaking news. It doesn't matter. <laughs> these games, these games over break. I really don't understand them. I understand that the point of them is it's a long time. Two weeks is a long time for teams to be apart. You can lose chemistry, and it's important to maintain that during uh, during break leading into conference play. Mm-hmm. But to have four games, two of or. Three, three of which are in California. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'd like to see these players have some time at home and to be able to enjoy their break because they are student athletes and they I'm sure they want the break as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like these winter break games. No, I, I don't I don't understand them. We're playing teams out of conference. What does this prove to us? I don't learn anything from watching these games from players that might not even want to play. We'll have to ask our student guests how they feel about these games. I just yeah, don't. I don't understand them because for some schools, they inflate your record. And for us, unfortunately, they bring our record down to make us look like a team that personally I think um the record makes us look worse than we actually are i think we're a team that's better than our record shows so i don't i don't understand these
1: games yeah, i don't no. know am, am i the only one no. nick how do you feel about <laughs> these, these games? These non-conference games they don't matter really i mean like it's cool if you win because then like you can be like oh yeah flex on these guys they're trash yeah. We beat them but uh when you lose like it doesn't really matter because it's not a conference game and i don't like uh, if I was a student athlete here, I'm retired now. <laughs> but if I was still an athlete, I would not appreciate having to play over break. Like I want to go home, like spend time with my family. Not uh, try, it's a like. It's a time to clear your mind.
0: Exactly. And, like,
1: I feel like it would be a good opportunity, to, like get refocused before conference games start again. Exactly. I
0: if and and I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure it's fun for the players. Go down to California. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. they, they played the a game in Pasadena. Go down with your friends and have a great time. I just don't see a huge point. If, if I could revise the schedule, because I know there is a break. They have a break from Friday, December 21st to the 28th. So that's a week, and I hope they got to spend that time with their family. Yeah. But why don't, why don't we cut... The number of these games in half. Make it so because the game they played before that was on December eighth. Why don't they have a long break where they can focus on practice?
1: Yeah, that's a really weird spot and, for a break. And then I guess it's so like
0: no, exactly. I mean, break for finals. Have two and a half weeks to just practice. And then why don't you play two games? Maybe maybe they're local. Maybe you want to take a trip. I don't I don't know the logistics behind that, but again i just don't i don't understand um yeah i mean that's all i wanted to say these these break games i they don't make sense to me even on the girls side the girls are a perfect example they boosted our record absolutely um i mean i I appreciate because which i in in the
1: past years we have not put up very many wins and now we have like nine, nine yes so, we which is nine. incredible because that's way more and than we got in both the past series combined <laughs> and i
0: understand from a service perspective why we went to puerto rico yeah. also there, i feel like the basketball and the service were married together in that one and that's great i just am maybe i'm completely missing the point maybe we just need to bring a student athlete on get to the bottom of this because i know that these trips are fun yeah but for the basketball do they really mean anything? That's my point. Anyways, that's that's enough of that. We, our record um, after these these two Friday Saturday games is now five and eight. Um, that puts five us five and seven. Five and seven. Sorry, um, and our record in conference is two and two, and that puts us in the dead center of. The weird this is a is, weird NWC standing. I know Nick, you want to talk about
1: this. Yeah, earlier. there's like a very clear divide between like the top tier, mid tier, and like bottom tier teams in the conference right now. Like there's the top four are like all undefeated in conference and have at least ten wins. And then there's like a couple middle of the pack teams that all have five or six. And then below that there's like pretty garbage teams that have one zero conference games and very little wins. I'm looking at you, Lewis and Clark. <laughs> That's the one I'm looking to
0: but it's just it's completely weird i fully expect whitman and whitworth they're the class of the nwc yeah they're gonna be up top
1: we expected them to be good but there's just like a massive divide it's really weird
0: it's very weird and i haven't seen linfield play yet after seeing george fox play i'm surprised that that team is undefeated um they
1: were very beatable
0: they're a very beatable team And maybe this is where we can talk about that George Fox game. Um, This was a weird... This was such a weird game for the was. Um, Uh, Yeah, just bring bring us... Talk about this one.
1: So going into the game, uh, Connor Geiger and Jacob Bingham were out. Connor Geiger had a boot on. I don't know how he got injured or what's going on or why uh, Jacob didn't suit up either. But without... Connor, I feel like that was that's a huge detriment to not have him out on the court and I, it really showed this game with like not having uh, just like another good ball handler to break out of the press because just like um the George Fox girls team they're also running the full court press Yes, and the boys also struggled to break out of that just like the girls did
0: we did and and this was especially apparent at the end of the game yeah. i can I can count. At least three times when we threw the ball away at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, there was a, Um, we were, we had an opportunity to come back and then we just like threw the ball away multiple times. Yeah. And which is very unfortunate.
0: No, it is. Let's back up a little bit because I think you made a good point about our guard play because missing, um, I'm going to call him Agent Zero. That is your (laughs) official nickname on the Attaway podcast, Jacob Jacob Bingham, Agent Zero. Um, Missing Agent Zero and Connor Geiger hurt us more than I thought it would.
1: Yeah, I feel like if um, we had, if we had um, both of them, we definitely would have won.
0: Yes, uh, it, it's just tough. There's something about having guards that can handle the ball really well that makes our offense look infinitely better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it completely shows because even though Agent Zero isn't much of a attack the basket player. He's a player that doesn't turn the ball over mm-hmm. very frequently. I get the sense that he's confident with the ball. Yeah. And, he just, and his name and, and, is
1: like he gets to his spot and he shoots.
0: Exactly. Well, and the also with Connor, he's a very confident ball handler and it shows yeah. and he's personally I think he's one of the two guys I think Leighton being the other that can get a shot pretty much whenever they want. Yeah. They they're great at getting to their spots. They're great at hitting at hitting their shots. Um, something I want to point out, just to bring up in this game, and we're going to talk about it more in the next game against Willamette, uh, Kelton Williams, our point guard, yeah. who I think, personally, did he struggle with turnovers at times? Yes. But what I love to see from him, he was way more aggressive, and it yeah, showed, like and he size. was great. He led the team in points. Um, he played 39 minutes. Yeah. And I know that having two guards out, that kind of hamstrings us into that. But can we, again, with the rest, can we put some of those minutes on another player? Yeah,
1: that's um, got to be tough playing some minutes. You got you got one minute for a break. Yes. That game. And then, not to like jump too far ahead, but the next game, both he and uh, Carlton Brown both played the full 40. Yes. Which you don't want to see. You don't want to see.
0: No. But going back to to this game against George Fox, um, and I guess we can recap for people who, who haven't seen it. We, we went down, I, th- I think at halftime we were down.
1: We were down, down decently. We
0: were down by 12, yes. And then, I just don't think the score is indicative of how close this game was because... We cut the lead to four with a couple minutes to play. Mm -hmm. And we struggled on defense badly this game. I mean, they... George Fox, I mean, one, in the first half, they were red hot from three. And that's what gave them the lead. Yeah. Um, But second, I mean, we just couldn't stop anybody. So there was a sequence at the end of the game where... I think we were on the free throw line and we had a chance to cut into the deficit and we made the first one missed the second. No, it was a George Fox. Sorry. It was a George Fox free throw. I got backwards and there was an offensive rebound from George Fox on the missed second free throw after the made first one. And at that point I was just like, okay, this game, I mean that it was very unlucky it took an unlucky bounce off a deflection to get into the George Fox player's hand, and it put him in a position to pretty much seal the game. And I know after after that fluke, he Talking received
1: about, like, the, the ball the play on the inbound.
0: Um. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Uh, we're about to inbound the ball, and like the other team, George Fox is bringing the press. And no one keyed open, and we had to call a timeout. And then immediately after the timeout, we turned the ball over, and it was definitely like a fluke play that it it was a fluke. off of. And that was kind of like the nail in the coffin, I feel like. Yes,
0: you're right. I'm so backwards. It was, it was off the inbounds. And then after the inbound, we threw the ball. I mean, you could just tell the guys were shot after that yeah. because they threw the ball away a couple of times, and that's how the lead ballooned to... Because yeah. I think it, at that point it was a six point game, which I mean that's pretty competitive. Um, yeah, this game just felt so weird to me. We shot so poorly from three. Yeah, two for twelve, and that shows because Geiger and Agent Zero were out. So I don't, I don't know. That's that's all I have to say on this one. This was a really. Frustrating game to watch because it's one where I think if we had those two key players, um, it would have been a very different game. It would have been a different game, and in the standings, we would have knocked off George Fox and pretty much solidified ourselves in one of those upper echelon schools mm-hmm. in the standings. Um, do you have anything else you want to add to this game? I know we've been talking about it a while, but this was a frustrating one for me to watch.
1: Um, I don't think so. No. So it so, was it was uh unfortunate to see Layton shoot so many threes and it just wasn't falling because he's normally a very good shooter. Yeah, and that was disheartening because he was getting really good looks. Yeah. And
0: our guys for the most part were getting really good looks. We just couldn't hit him when it counted. So but yeah, so we we took the loss in that game. Thankfully we had Willamette come into town. Yeah. And we bounced back and we beat them by a count of 70 to 64. And in this game, Carlton Brown was the leading scorer with 22. And I just want to say, what an excellent bounce back game for Carlton Brown. I know in the, we we didn't talk about him, but in the game before, yes. he looked like he was struggling. He did not have a very good game that day. It, and it's just tough. I understand it with. With the guards out, it's tough. It adds more pressure on you, but it was rough. He still finished with double figures, mm-hmm. which was great. But I I could just see that he was disappointed with himself at several points in the game. But man, he it's, bounced...
1: It's the eye test. Stats it's, don't matter. It's the
0: eye test, exactly. But he bounced back in this game to lead lead the team with 22. Very impressive. Yeah,
1: that's great. You love to see that.
0: Yes. I, I like to see the improvement. One thing that... I don't like to see our three-point woes continued in this game, which I guess you can't expect it. We shot two of nine. The only person who hit a three was Carlton. He hit yeah. two of them. And I know that this is because our guards are out.
1: Yeah, without but, Connor and Agent Zero.
0: Yes. And hopefully when they get back, the, these numbers won't prove, because I know Agent Zero is our primary three-point scorer. But if we are going to do anything in the NWC this year... This number has to improve yeah it it just does because I know Whitworth especially shoots threes at a very high clip, and if we want to compete with the likes of those teams, which I'm not sure we're there yet, but if we want to compete like I think we can, we need to be better from three, um and like you said before, forty minutes for Carlton Brown, that means he didn't get a rest. Thirty-nine minutes for Layton, playing time. That means he barely got a rest. Forty minutes for Kelton, that which is After insane.
1: He barely got a rest. Thirty-nine the, last game. the game before, the day before. Yes. So man's gotta be gassed.
0: Yes, he does. And yes, our team has injuries in key spots, but this is a young team. Let's get some of those young guys out there, build their confidence offload some of the the minutes from the starters because by the end of the season even though there's a week between games these guys are going to be completely gassed
1: yeah they're playing they're playing like the timberwolves out here no, <laughs> no subs for anyone no subs um
0: yeah something to point out from from the willamette game zach webb seven and nine shooting 15 yeah, came points on the bench and I him that spark you need on offense. Yes, I think that Zach Webb brings something important to this team. Yes, he brings height. He brings scoring when he needs it. But he's passionate, man. You, he is. He, you just he's go out, always working hard. He gets hard. fired up. He's not afraid to bark at the refs, uh, especially the George Fox game. There's <laughs> several of where he got upset, and I completely agree. Yeah. Um, but you, just, you love to see that. So I'm glad that he had success in this game He's um, also
1: i'm pretty sure he's the only person on the team from our freshman year still
0: i think you're right so he's he's been at it for a
1: while leader in the locker room probably. yes and he's he's doing good things um jordan thomas great game rebounding the basketball and scoring yes 15 points nine boards he's looked great i think
0: He is probably the most exciting player on the team to watch because he is jump-out-the-gym athletic. He is great on the boards. He's great blocking. He can score. One thing that he needs to improve on, and he knows it because he gets frustrated with himself during the game, free free throw shooting. I know the game before he shot 2 of 5 and... um, Shot 3 of 5 this game. He shot 3 of 5 for the Willamette game, which is much better. But... And speaking I mean, of free
1: throws, shout out to Carlton, 8 for 8. Yes. Automatic.
0: Yes. But when Jordan... Jordan is just... He's an exciting player to watch. I'm really excited to see him grow as his time at PLU continues because I think he can be a very special player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yes. So, anything else you want to add from, from the Willamette game? I don't think so. That so covers it. That, that covers it. Um, we do want to look ahead... Next week, they play Lewis and Clark. Please, PLU. I've been talking so much smack about Lewis and Clark. You need to beat those boys. They're at the bottom. I don't. They haven't won a conference game. No. So they're at the bottom of the conference. Let's go out and get it done. And again, you have Both. Pacific next, and they haven't won in conference. Right. This is a great opportunity to pick up some wins in conference. And if you think about it, if you have to pick – a time for our two guards to get injured. It this is kind be of the time. Yeah. When you're going um, against
1: two of the bottom tier teams, this is like perfect opportunity for yes. us. Yes. And to steal some wins while we're injured.
0: Yes. And the next podcast, we will will give an update on Agent Zero and Connor Geiger <laughs> because I Connor was in a boot. Yeah. I'm not sure his status or when he'll be able to be back. Agent Zero was not in a boot. So I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. We need to do some reporting. We need to live up to our names as the um, busiest men at PLU get to the bottom of this one. Do you have
1: any uh, insider information? Let us know.
0: Yes. Yes, please. And yes, we're still looking to get student guests on the show. We'll probably do that in February once you're back. Probably. Um, so yes, we have a good couple games to build our confidence next week. And then, yeah, I mean, hopefully that will push push us up in the standings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nick, anything else you want to add? I feel like we pretty much covered it.
1: Um, I think yeah, these next couple games would be important to help get us from that middle of the middle of the conference up to the top. Exactly, and if we could be four and two in the conference, that'd
0: be great. It'd be great. And looking ahead, even one week further. When we're going to the Wits, we're going to Whitman, we're going to Whitworth. That's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very tough. Keep in mind that my hot take from the first podcast was that we are going to beat one of those schools. And now, I said that we're going to beat one of those schools when they come to our gym. Yeah. But
1: I wouldn't complain if we got one. Oh, definitely (laughs) One for them. But anyways... Hopefully, we're not as injured when that game rolls around. I hope so as well, but... That would be a huge help.
0: Those are a couple games that, even though I'm overseas, that's going to be some entertaining basketball, no matter how you slice it. So, yes, we... So, looking ahead to the Attaway podcast, our next episode will be our international episode. I will be reporting from somewhere in the uk probably london
1: London. i thought you were just going to london
0: i'm move. i'm going around to several different places oh okay okay so maybe maybe i'll be in oxford that day i'm not sure but the traveling man the traveling man but regardless the title still stands busiest minute plu i will be looking at these games hopefully watch them i will be reporting on these games just like i know you will
1: absolutely um no time to sleep
0: no time to sleep um, Nick will be using this mic so our sound will be good personally'm I'm, I'm gonna play around with my sound when I'm overseas try to figure out something that works so that I'm at least listenable yeah so yes we just we'll we probably wanted, figure something out. we'll figure something out um, but again I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening thank you for the criticism Nick would you like to Say something before
1: we go. I uh, really appreciate everyone that listened to this, especially uh, if you said something to me about it afterwards. Like a bunch of people like DM me like on Instagram or Snapchat, whatever, and uh, told me how we can improve, which I really appreciate. Yes. And it's just nice to know that people are actually listening to it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate it. We're looking to make this as big as we can. We want to have fun. And this is what a great way to report on athletics yeah. for a school we love. Follow so,
1: and like our stuff on SoundCloud.
0: Follow and like our stuff on SoundCloud. I have made an Instagram page that will be essentially going live after this episode. And from there, you will be linked to our podcast episodes on SoundCloud. So be looking for that. And make sure you follow us back. We want to know that you guys like this stuff.
1: That'd be incredible.
0: Yes. So from my good friend Nick and myself, Jordan Brown, we want to say... Thank you for listening in Lootville and beyond. This has been the Attaway Podcast brought to you by Loot Sports Programming Network. Attaway Loots. Attaway Loots.